December 21st, Revelation chapter 12, verses 1 through 17. Then I, John, witnessed in heaven an event of great significance. I saw a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon beneath her feet, and a crown of twelve stars on her head. She was pregnant, and she cried out in the pain of labor as she awaited her delivery. Suddenly I witnessed in heaven another significant event. I saw a large red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, with seven crowns on his heads. His tail dragged down one-third of the stars, which he threw to the earth. He stood before the woman as she was about to give birth to her child, ready to devour the baby as soon as it was born. She gave birth to a boy who was to rule all nations with an iron rod, and the child was snatched away from the dragon and was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where God had prepared a place to give her care for 1,260 days. Then there was war in heaven. Michael and the angels under his command fought the dragon and his angels. And the dragon lost the battle and was forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens, It has happened at last. The salvation and power and kingdom of our God and the authority of His Christ. For the accuser has been thrown down to earth, the one who accused our brothers and sisters before our God day and night. And they have defeated Him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of their testimony. And they were not afraid to die. Rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens rejoice. But terror will come on the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you in great anger, and he knows that he has little time. And when the dragon realized that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the child. But she was given two wings like those of a great eagle. This allowed her to fly to a place prepared for her in the wilderness, where she would be cared for and protected from the dragon for a time, times, and half a time. Then the dragon tried to drown the woman with a flood of water that flowed from its mouth. But the earth helped her by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that gushed out of the mouth of the dragon. Then the dragon became angry at the woman, and he declared war against the rest of her children, all who keep God's commandments and confess that they belong to Jesus. Hello. And welcome to Transformation Radio. Today, I'm your host, Wes Thompson. Happy uh, for you to listen in, and hopefully you're encouraged today. So welcome. I want to welcome you again to Transformation Radio. Uh, Today, I'm introducing a new topic. We're going to be discussing... Uh, Veritas West and a little bit about the church, not necessarily the whole story of it in detail, um, in great detail, but I am going to be chatting with Noah Madsen, who is uh, 
the longest standing leader in the church. Um, a good friend of mine who's been a leader there for seven and a half years, Austin Hill, who um, obviously is the Columbus director at the refuge and Phil Scheimer, who's the lead pastor at Veritas West. And so I hope you enjoy this conversation and that it's encouraging to you. We'll be uh, showing it in three parts. So here you go. I don't know. I'm curious, like, firstly, um, Phil, you know, you became lead pastor September 2019. Um, COVID hit March of 2020. What's what's this been like for you? And, you know, the first year is pastor, I think, has got to be, I was expecting it to be probably one of the more challenging years of my life, (laughs) Uh, just by default, kind of transitioning out of um, the manufacturing world. Uh, I've been in that for over a decade, uh, ever since college, actually. And so kind of a whole new, in a lot of ways, a, a whole new life in that and, and so I was expecting it to be a difficult year. Um, and in a lot of ways, it was a very smooth transition. Um, the first few months, man, coming out of you leading the church so well and faithfully. And, and it was, we, we couldn't, I, I think we've, we've talked about this several times, especially early on. Um, and just not being able to imagine a, a more smooth transition of leadership in the church. And, and, and it was man, just a, a sweet time. And it was kind of like, Hey, this is, this is not bad at all. <laughs> this is, this is it, you know, uh, it was a church community that I knew well, uh, been a part of it for a couple of years now. And, a neighborhood that I knew very well. I've lived here for almost 12 years now. And, you know, it was very relatively familiar. And so it was just sweet to be a sweet time to be able to now dedicate, you know, every waking hour to ministry in the hilltop. And so I was excited. And I, and you know, we had a, a few really good just months of a lot of joy and celebration and what God was doing. And uh, and then COVID hit and it was like a, a big, and it was a big hit because now it's your, your first year of ministry, you're like, a, you know, getting used to getting used to what, what is this new life, this new job, this new way of uh, interacting with the community. Like you're asking all these questions and trying to figure it out. And then now you throw in, um, you know, a, a, a world pandemic and it's like all those questions just get, you know, just more questions, more, <laughs> more things to wrestle with. Um, and it's, it was, it is, and we're still in it. Right. Um, it's been tough, you know, the, the greatest joy of doing ministry full time like this is people. It's why you do 
why we do what we do is being around people, ministering to people, seeing them. And I'm a hugger. I, I, I love hugging people, <laughs> you know? And, and so within the first few months of this new uh, role, it's like all that is taken away. And it's like, okay, how do we, um, how do we continue to be the church and how do we continue to lead the church when we can't be together and that's so you have all of the hard questions of adjusting to this new ministry a new way of life um, and then just more questions uh, and just it's been what's been great is man just though it has been hard we have seen the church continue to be the church uh, we've seen you know god be faithful to his people and continue to do work in their lives. And so uh, it's been, what's been cool has been to see how, um, and we get to see this is all it, this is all God. Uh, it's not up to me. Uh, it's not up to um, you know, any of the leadership. We get to see God be God and continue to hold his church together. And so, yeah, man. Well, man, I, I appreciate like just the idea of, yeah, long suffering and like just you've, you've stuck in it. We're, we're in a, we're in a weird, <laughs> we're in a freaking weird time. Like uh, none of us have ever experienced this. And as you know, Austin and I and the rest of staff have worked with uh, the refuge men and women, like everyone's it's been really hard on everybody because what we need is to be close to people. We need, we need um, to be in relationship to like work through the things that, that we're facing and we're being told not to. Um, and that puts us in a weird spot. Like, and, and unfortunately we're in a place now where like a lot of the guys that go to the church, their only experience of the church is uh, post COVID. And so, it's so bizarre for everybody because like they don't have a reference for anything else. And I think it's probably just good for them to hear that this isn't just difficult for them. It's difficult for everybody it's yeah. difficult for you. Um, it's difficult for me. It's difficult for man. Like every pastor, uh, friend person, even just working, not in ministry, um, well, we're all, you know, as Christians, again, I go off, off tangent there. We're all, we're all doing ministry, but like, somebody you know like Noah working in um, working remotely um, or his, his his colleagues working in different factories like it's hard on everybody um, everybody's had to pivot and change um, so I think that's probably a first good thing to recognize in that in that uh, that story um, but we're, we're in 2020 we're in the weirdest time that any of us have faced in, 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 in forever um, societally you know rewind you know, rewind seven and a half years ago. Um, thinking about the story, um, you know, I didn't know you then, Phil, and um, I didn't know Austin then. Uh, I grew up with Noah, um, middle school and high school. We were in a band together and went to church together and in a lot of ways kept each other from making two terrible decisions, two, you know, two bad of decisions. But I remember I was on staff at a church, um, Noah was volunteering at a church. Noah was involved in a lot of different kind of small business stuff. And then he started working, um, working for Mars. And 
um, got married in, uh, what was it? April of 2013, right? Um, yep. So I remember to make a long story short, I'd been wrestling through kind of ministry decisions and it landed on, you know, the, making the decision to plant refuge church. We want it to, to be a church for, um, for literally like we planted what has become Veritas West to be a place for the refuge men. Cause at the time there wasn't a women's ministry, but a place for the refuge men to, to be um, because we recognized like, they were finishing the refuge uh, program and, and like the 13 month process. And just a lot of them still wanted to connect in some way. Um, and there was just, there was no way to at the time. And so we envisioned man planning a church where they, they could come and their families could come. And, and even while they're in the, in the ministry, um, they could come. And that was the vision. I just am curious, Noah, like what, I don't know. You were the, you, you're the, they're the only person I can think of that there's a lot of people that have been here from the, there's a handful that have been there from the beginning, but you're, you're a leader in the church. You're still a connect leader and um, you've been a leader since the beginning. Like what are some of those memories and things you can think of? I remember sitting with you in Grove city and just telling you what I was feeling led to do. And you were just like, you were just like, I'm in, you were shocked and you were like, I'm in. And that, yeah. that blew me away. So I don't know. What are some, what are some memories and thoughts from you? Yeah, so I mean, it was. I do remember like telling Nicole, like, "Hey, let's want to meet." Like, I don't know something about ministry or whatever. I think he's maybe leaving his current church job or something. And I think I even told her, like, "You better not ask me to like go do some like church thing with him because you know I was like on church and just uh, meeting with you in the coffee shop and just like hearing your heart." Um, and like what the plan was and, you know, certainly, yeah, just something clicked for sure. And I left and I called my wife and I called my parents and I was like, playing the church. And they're like, what does that mean? I'm like, I guess we'll find out. Like <laughs> we'll first find some stuff to do, but we'll do it. And like, but I knew ultimately what it meant was like, we're going to create a space where we, care for people and you know just hearing the message of you know people who may have a hard time finding like a comfortable place in a in a church home because even the you know modern fresh churches are not necessarily comfortable for you know guys going through a rehab program like you know just connecting all of that to like knowing that we're meant to be here to serve and knowing that, you know, serving the church is part of like church membership and all of that. And I, I mean, I say that now, like I learned a lot of that along the way, you know, I think God just clicked something in me. And then as, as we grew and as we changed and we were refuge church and we were eating, eating lunch every week together after church was like such a cool time. You know, you're just like, you know, just literally breaking bread with people every week. And, you know, we were, we started that, started the coffee thing really early. Um, but we used to go to the place and, you know, here we are, we got a church that we're planning to support guys who are going through rehab. There's literally a bar with taps in the back of the room <laughs> where we're having service. 
yeah. we're getting there early and spraying Febreze because it smells like weed and there's empty <laughs> liquor bottles and beer cans. I mean, like, you know, wait, could you pick a worse place? Um, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was great. I mean, you know, because because my favorite memories are like Climate cool. House, though. Those are like some. Oh, of my dude, yeah. Memories. Yeah. And then just, you know, it's so good. And there's lots of other formative stuff. I mean, from the leadership team's perspective and just the time we spent together learning. And um, I remember when you, uh, when we first started talking about like joining with Veritas and just like, I didn't even know, you know, who they were, what it was. And again, but, you know, we got to go meet with them at the short North building and just hearing their vision and, what they wanted to do and where they wanted to be and who they wanted to care for. And, you know, you, your relationship had been growing with them and, and I didn't, I didn't really know them at all. But again, it was just that click of like, Oh, here's other people who like love Jesus and also want to reach and care for people. Um, and just getting really excited about, you know, what, what that looked like. And it, and it has been, it has been really good. And I would echo what Phil said. I mean, I, this this season has been hard because my seven odd years of ministry with, with refuge church and Veritas West has been like hugging people, talking to people, making them coffee, like just like, you know, catching up and all that. And now it's, um, now it's none of that really. It's like, how do I get people in the building and, you know, situated six feet apart from each other and, you know, reminding people to, cover your nose and, and all that and uh it has been a good reminder but I, I mainly bring that up because if it wasn't for our relationship with the refuge um and the importance or the opportunity i guess that we have of like doing church for them all this like our covid church i'm not gonna lie like it would feel very wasted um but knowing that that we're given the opportunity to create space for those guys to come in and participate in some version of real life church. You know, it's still not, you know, what we want it to be. Not saying I miss the like 10 AM rush of 48 refuge guys showing up all wanting high test coffee at the same time. <laughs> um, but I do miss it. I do miss it a little bit. Um, but it, that, that part's been good, you know, seeing, you know, giving the opportunity to like get those guys in and, and still have, you know, a semblance of church and community and lots of like elbow bumps, which I realize is not six feet, but you know, I'm not perfect. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. What are you going to do? I just want to honor that though. I mean, like, I think, I think in a time like this, everybody gravitate, a lot of us gravitate towards just what's easy and what feels good just to try to cope and, I'm just really blown away by your faithfulness over seven and a half years of just really grinding it out and doing behind the scenes work and just week in and week out. Um, and I mean, you're one of my, you're one of my closest friends and we've, we've, we've been through pretty much everything together. Um, but even aside from that, it's just really, I have a lot of respect to watch that faithfulness. It's just really, it's really, really admirable. So, man, I just want to honor you. That's really pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. So we, we were in the Heimat house, a little German party house that Noah alluded to 
from 2013 to 2015. I hope you enjoyed our first conversation about Veritas West and the community on the West side. We will be sharing more soon. So until then, stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll talk soon. (laughs) 